I love this beat. All right, hey, we got 10 people, bro. Let's get it. He said the webcam went off, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I clicked off of it. I forgot it ain't staying up like that, but all right, we got it back. 10 people, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, so I got the questions on my phone, man. Um, get the webcam back on, man. What's he doing? It's back up. I clicked off of it. All right, so, sheesh, bro. Where do we even, all right, so the first one. All right, everyone's ready, man. We got 10 people. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. All right, so the first question that we got is from Zap808Beats, and he said, what was the key moment that you started selling kits and stuff? I guess this is more directed towards me. Um, whenever I started doing the YouTube stuff, my kit sales really started picking up in about the month of November of 2020. And then from there, it kind of just started fluctuating. It would go up and down. And I'd say the last two, three months, really, has really been like the prime time of like my kit since I've been consistent on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that's that. And then uh, the second one's from my boy KDAP. Uh, he said, plans for the future, man. For me, I don't know about Buggy. I know we kind of got the same goals. It's really just to go up in this music industry and just work with like, you know, a lot of the main artists like Lil Uzi, Future, but also build with like underground artists and kind of just build up and like just go crazy with them. I don't know. What, what's your plans, Buggy? Hey, man, you already know what the plan is. We going up. That's it. That's really all I can say. I just want to keep working hard, you know, making sure I inspire everybody to keep going. The main the main goal, obviously, you know, we want to get these plaques, you know, put these plaques on the wall and really just change the sound of music, bro. Because, like, you know, ever since I met Chase, bro, we've been making, it's, you know, we, we really don't we don't make beats like everybody else. Our, our sound is a lot different. So we try to make sure. We push the standards, you know, the, the typical sound that you hear music, we're trying to make sure that we, um, you know, step outside the box, you know, and make our sound mainstream, you know. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, my whole goal, though, I just want to make sure I just, you know, have financial freedom and yep. just keep making music, doing what I love to do, though. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Yep, yep, same here, man. So, look, all right. So, actually, we forgot since this is the first part podcast, you know, we have to, you know, introduce ourselves. So, I'm going to let Buggy go first, man. Tell us about yourself, man. Tell us what got you into music and all that. Yeah, man. So, look, a lot of y'all don't know. Well, a lot of y'all do know. Maybe some do. Maybe some don't. But, you know, I'm Buggy Beats, as y'all should know by now. Yeah. But yeah, man. Look, I started making beats about around five years ago. I was 18 years old when I first started. I'm 23 now, so... You know, I've been working, you know, pretty, I wouldn't say a long time, but slick a long time. You know, that's a long time if you ask me. Every day, I've been making beats every day for five years straight. Yes, so, sir. You know, I just started making beats in college, bro. Like, I grew up making beats. So, I mean, I'm not making beats, but I grew up, you know, making music, like, in church and stuff, playing the drums. So, yeah, I always had a musical background, but, you know, when basketball didn't work out, I started making beats. And, you know, I really picked up on it quick. So, you know, it's lit, though. You know, I'm I'm glad I started making beats. It changed my life forever. You know, I never want to do anything else. This is all I love to do. This is literally all I do now. Wake up every day and make yeah, beats. Bro. Cook up. So, it's a lifestyle now. It's more than just music, bro. It's bigger than music. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, bro. for real. All right. Um. So, me, you know, as you guys should know, obviously, I go by Chase Vibes, man. I'm 20, based out of Lakeland, Florida. Um... Shoot, I started making beats back in December of 2016. I started taking it seriously uh, February 2018. I just been going crazy ever since, man. Um, really just trying to go up, work with like as many people as I can, and start doing this stuff full time. 
Um, already kind of starting to turn into that, but I mean, yeah, that's that's basically all about me. I just been going crazy, just grinding with this man. This is like like Buggy said, man. This is a lifestyle, so really got to put you all into this and just keep going crazy. But but yeah, that's that. So back into the questions. Kdap had another question. He said, "What's both? What's you and Buggy's favorite song produced together and individually?" Um, personally, my favorite song that I did with Buggy is probably. I want to say J-Wow by Sauce Boy Cam, but it's definitely, it, it's it's got to be um, Oh Well by Sauce Boy Cam. I don't know if you guys know who yeah, Sauce Boy Cam hey, is. Hey, but... matter of fact, let me let me go ahead and tell that story. It's crazy because when Chase sent me that loop, I, it, you know, like I said, I stay on Chase heavy. Like, I always be pushing Chase to keep working and always load me up because if y'all don't know me, bro, I'm a workaholic, bro. I work my butt off, bro. Like, I'm, I'm working st- I stay working 24-7, so it's like I make sure everybody around me is working just as hard. So I stay on Chase every day, send me loops, three loops a day. And it was just one of them days he sent me a loop, and I was like, as soon as I opened it up, I said, this is going to be a smash. Yes, and sir. as soon as I loaded it up, I made the beat. Because the way Chase made, see, Chase, me and Chase been making beats together for so long that he know exactly what I want. He know how to structure the beat, how I want it. He know exactly what to do. He did it the same way. I, I kid you not, I made that beat in less than two minutes. No, yeah. Two minutes. We was on FaceTime when I made it. Yeah. Two minutes. And then Cam came in, did the song, and we just knew it was a smash, bro. So, oh, well, definitely is my favorite. But I also have a favorite one unreleased. Yeah. And it's called G-Ma. Yeah. Produced by me and Chase. Oof. And it's crazy, bro. We're going to drop it soon, but, you know. But, yeah, those, as far as you know right now, yeah, J-Wow. Definitely was a smash produced by me and Cam. I mean, not me and Cam, me and Chase. Uh, what else? Oh, well, of course. And then G My Unreleased. And then, as far as me single handedly, what I produced, my favorite song I produced so far that is released probably has to be. I'm trying to think. I honestly don't have a favorite, bro. Like, I really don't have a favorite because most of my songs have been released. A lot of my biggest songs, well, not biggest songs, but some of my songs that's been released have been leaked. So it's like they weren't really officially put out. Yeah. So it really don't count. I wouldn't say it count. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but my biggest song so far, if y'all don't know, I produced a huge record overseas in Poland called Palak. Got like 30 million streams, you know, combined. 15 on YouTube, 7, on, 7 million Spotify. Um, at least I know for a fact at least seven million on Apple Music and you know millions on other platforms. So you know, so far that was probably my biggest record, and you know it helped a lot as far as bringing. It got me a little bit of attention, but it ain't really all that though. But, you know, it is what it is. Yes, sir. Uh, personally, I feel like my favorite song that I produced individually. It was actually a collab though. Um, well, the the one I want to say other than this one I'm about to say. It's probably one that I did by myself. It was actually like my first, like not major placement, but outside placement, like with an artist. Um, it was by Prime Ethic. It's called um, Jolly Roger. Um, but the one I, I want to say right now, my favorite one that I did individually was I collided with um, this one producer, uh, rest in peace, to Narkees. But it was Narkees, and it was by J Poppy Seven Thirty KO and Epic. And it's the song is called um, Backends. It's a really good song. It's one of my personal favorites. It's like a dark Metro Boomin style loop, and I only have like one or two songs with that style loop. So I thought it was pretty cool to hear some artists on it, especially more than one artist. But that's one of my favorite individual songs that I've done. 
Um, so next question is produced uh, is by produced by K Split or just K Split. Um, he asks, can you explain the process of what you have to do when you get a placement? Um, I'm gonna pass that question along to Buggy since he has a little bit more major placements. I'm hey, not sure. Say the question one more time. He asks. He wants to us. He wants to explain. He wants us to explain uh, the process of what you have to do whenever you get a major placement or like a placement in general. All right. So. When when it comes to placements, you know, as my experience, a placement is not a placement until it releases. So anything that's unreleased is not a placement. So if you get a like people, I don't not people who post snippets of like songs that they've got. You know, you know how people post. For example, Key. A lot of people got unreleased Key placements. Like yeah. I had, I was one of those people. You know, at one point I had an unreleased Key placement that I posted but then when i start understanding the business and how it works a placement is not a placement until it releases so if you get anything unreleased don't get too excited until that paperwork come in when that nice. paperwork come in that's when you know you got a placement so you could like i said you could have i got unreleased songs with a lot of people that'll never come out but they're not placements until they release commercially through the label or yeah. you know the right way so but you, what you do though, once you do secure a placement, and once you know that you got a placement, they'll send you a contract, and you know you get a lawyer. Make sure you get a lawyer. That's a mistake I made on my end early, you know, in my career so far. I had made plenty of mistakes where I didn't get a lawyer. So make sure you get a lawyer to look over the contracts, and you know, really that's it. You just keep working until that paperwork come in. When that paperwork come in, that's when you know it's lit. Facts. Facts. All right, so um, K-Split also asked, he said, when you get a placement with a major artist, do you need to split money for using drum kits? The straight-up answer is no, you don't have to. The only no. time you have to give splits to another producer whenever you use one of their sounds is a loop kit or, you know, stem kits or anything like that. Sound banks, you don't have to. Um, drum kits, you don't have to. It's just, those are just sounds that they created which are royalty-free. Unless it's a loop that you use that they created, then that's the only time that you have to give splits. Yeah. Um, don't you look hey don't ever fall for that if somebody sit there and try to get 50 50 percent and split it in half over some drums that you use out of the kit that's bogus don't ever do that that's dumb <laughs> never facts facts all right so okay so sean.tfk asks what inspired you to make beats and who do you look at as inspiration um shoot i mean really just whenever i first started getting into making beats was like i said december 2016 it was around the time that drake dropped views that really motivated me to kind of get into music uh just the whole sound design and everything that they have over at ovo and over in toronto just their whole sound really inspired me and in future i believe he dropped that one album called evil right or evil it was, it was something like that it was like evo oh yeah yeah evil that that album was crazy like at the time Southside and DY Crazy and all those producers TM88 like that whole sound at the time was just really what motivated me to kind of keep going uh TM88's hard but DY Crazy especially like those producers over at 808 Mafia and of course Metro Boomin at, at that time 2016 2017 2018 was like you know Metro's prime time and 808 Mafia and all them so that's what really motivated me to kind of get into it and really kind of just stick with it and just i've always kind of had some music in me like whenever i was in sixth grade i learned the flute and then i started playing the guitar like my dad got me a guitar when i was like 11 or 10 i never really used it but i played around at the piano at my house and stuff like that so i always had something 
like I always did some type of like instrument classes and stuff like that in school so but yeah just the views album that drake dropped that was a huge inspiration of sound and then um the album that future did so yeah that's that um i mean buggy do you you want to kind of uh put in like what got you into music and stuff well yeah like as i stated earlier bro i've always been into music but really <clears throat> i just remember listening to famous Dex 2016 and i was like bro this is trash <laughs> Like, like not trash, but you know. But I was just like, bro, this is, this ain't all that. I was like, bro, I can do this. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? I was like, I can make this. Like, I can if if he can do it, then I can do it. And that's when I picked the FL Studio, and obviously Metro, True. Southside, Wheezy, TM, all the all the producers we all know, bro. Everybody, yeah, everybody who's, you know, doing this is an inspiration. You know, so. But I find inspiration now just off of, you know, I just go back and look how far I came so far and just listen to my own beats as inspiration sometimes just because it's like, like I said, I make so many beats now that it's like, I already, I've already listened to Wheezy, I already listened to TM, I already listened to Metro. Yep. I hear them all the, all the time. So it's like, I try not to compare myself to them. So what I do is, I listen to my own beats or I listen to, you know, some of Chase's stuff, watch, you know, your do other things for inspiration as well. Cause inspiration don't always got to come from music and come from other areas. That's yeah. a gem. Y'all, y'all make yeah. sure y'all write that down. Inspiration does not always have to come from music. It can, it can come from other areas. So remember that. It's true. Um, all right. So Quinn beats, he asks, uh, can you listen to any song now without trying to remake it in your head? Um, no, I really can't. Um, I used to, whenever I first started getting making, like into making beats, I wouldn't really try to remake it or like question what type of 808 that was and clap and stuff. But now every song that I listen to, like the melody, I'll be like, okay, did they, I wonder if they use Omnisphere or Serum to make that melody or like I'll, in my head, I'll like bop my head and come up with like some type of pattern and be like, oh, this is like, this shit's fire. Like, yeah, like now I can't really listen to a song without trying to remake it in my head or like trying to figure out, okay, like I wonder if they use this Zay 808 or Spins 808 or like some type of different type of 808. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I try to remake stuff in my head all the time now. I mean, what about you, Buggy? Like, can you, I mean, can you listen to a song without trying to remake it in your head, bro? Yeah, really what I do when I listen to music, I used to listen to it from a producer standpoint, but at the end of the day, like now, I listen to music for what it is. Like I listen to the, I, I can't sit here and lie and say I don't listen to the production. Yes, I listen to the production, but I also listen to how the artists sound and why the, you, you gotta think, bro. Like when, when songs release and when people drop music, it's more than just the production, bro. Like, yo, you gotta pay attention to how the artists sound. And it's like, that makes you understand like, okay, what keys do I need to make my beats in? What frequencies, you know, what sounds I need to use. So really I listen to it mainly. Like I go in and I listen, like, for example, Drake, I'll listen to how the production sounds, but I listen to how he sounds on the production. So now it's like, okay, this is what the industry sounds like. So now when I'm making beats, I know what I need to make as far as quality wise. Yeah. You know, but I don't I don't think I try to remake it in my head though. Like I sometimes I wish I'd be like, dang, yeah. I could have made sometimes I'd be like, dang, I could have swore I made a beat like that, like in my catalog. But you know, it make you really realize that like 
the biggest records are made on the simplest beats. So it made me realize, dang, my production, I'm overdoing it. I'm not, you know, I'm doing too much sometimes. Right. So I'll start sampling down my beats like that. So. Right, right. All right. So Quinn, Quinn Beats also asked, uh, when did your love for music start and when did the love for rap music start? Um, I mean, like I, like I answered in the question um, a couple questions ago, like I said, back in 2016, whenever, you know, Drake dropped Views and then Future dropped his album and then that's whenever it started. But like rap music, well, that's whenever I started getting into making beats. But for like rap music... It was in like sixth grade when I was like twelve, and like I was listening to like a lot of Drake's old songs, and um back whenever Lil Wayne was popping, like whenever he dropped like Lollipop and stuff like that, like that's whenever I started getting into it. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that for me. That's pretty much that for me. What about you, Buggy? Yeah, I always been in the rap. I've been listening to Drake, Lil Wayne, uh, uh, uh who else I listened to back then? I listened to. I listen to a lot of people, Soldier Boy. Yeah, who, you know the whole. If y'all from, see a lot of y'all don't know. Even Chase didn't know, but Rich Kids was a big thing in Atlanta. Yeah. So it's like that's where I'm. I'm not from Atlanta, but I'm in the Atlanta area. So like I'll, you know, I know what a lot of the Atlanta music. So Gucci Mane, I I grew up listening to Gucci Mane. I wasn't supposed to be listening to him, but I was listening to him anyway. Walker Flocka. Um. Bow Wow, like is I grew up listening to all those guys, so I've always been into rap music. It just, you know, I never really thought of, that I was gonna be making it, you know, like producing it. I didn't think that when I was a kid, you know, I didn't know what I was gonna do, you know. But I'm glad it worked out. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, Nets, uh, Matt Cruz beats asks, "How do you get artists to use your beats?" Uh, he's been struggling with this. Uh, basically, it just depends on who you're trying to work with. Like, it's obviously going to be a lot more difficult to work with major artists, but if you're trying to work with, like, a smaller artist, it's as simple as just DMing them and asking them to send them beats. That's really that's really all it is. I mean, I don't know, Buggy, do you have another way of doing it? Yeah, man, look. Make them come to you. Make, make the artist come to you. That's it. Look, let me, t- let, me, let me slow down one more time. Listen to what I'm saying. Make the artists come to you. Do not chase artists. Because first, you got to make sure your beats are ready. That's the first thing. Make sure your beats are quality. You don't even have to have the best beats. Just make sure that they're quality. Make sure your your level's right. You're hitting, the beat's hitting hard enough. And two, like I said, make yourself available. That's another thing. You got to make yourself available without looking desperate. You feel me? Like, don't be desperate. But, you know, put yourself in the places, like, put them on YouTube, you know, put them, send them, find people's emails, you know, and work with the people closest to you first, like, work with your city. If you got people in your city who rap or, you know, do the style of beats that you make, work with them and then build from there, because that's going to, you know, get your confidence up first, and then it's going to, you know, other people will start catching on. So, just that's the biggest thing, like I said, make them come to you. Don't chase them, make them come to you. Jam, it's facts. All right, so next question is from Ao Freezy, aka Chanel Drip. If y'all, Uzi, if y'all know who that is, um, he asks, "How did you get into beat making?" Okay, so this, like I said, this was another question I already answered a few questions ago. But you know, back in 2016, I was listening to a lot of um, uh, Drake by Views. It was actually this one producer, uh, Kasim Got Juice, also here in Lakeland, man. Um, he, him, and DJ Pat. I don't know if a lot of y'all know, like DJ Pat. He's like produced for like Ed's and Ski Master Slump God and all them. We all went to the same high school, man. 
And um, I was sitting at lunch and him and Pat were playing beats and they were like, yo, Chase, like what beats do you think sound better? At the time, Kasim's mitzin was quiet and Pat's beats were louder, but Kasim had a more creative sound at the time. So I was like, uh, well, shit, you know, Pat's is, they're loud, but Kasim, yours is creative. So I was like, after the, after lunch, I was just like, um, I was like, yo, bro, like, what do you use to like make beats? And he was like, oh, FL Studio. I didn't even know what it was. It was like a foreign language. So what's good, Cam? We got Cam in here now, y'all. Um... So basically, I was just hey, like, yo, um, brother, I was like, yo, bro, I was like, could you, I, I texted him later on kick at the time that kick app was still popping. And um, I was like, yo, bro, like, could you test me the software? I downloaded it. And then I started making beats like that. That's, I mean, that's honestly how I started making beats. That's what got me into it. Um, But yeah, but I mean, how did you, did you already answer how you got into making beats? Yeah, I right. told you I was in college. I was bored. I ain't had nothing else to do. I didn't know where my life was going. And I listened to Famous Dex and I heard it. I was yeah. like, I can make this too. <laughs> That's and look right. where I'm at. So it is what it is. It's up. That's, it. That's just truth. You can do anything with your life. So, all right. So Omar asked, uh, he said, how to build relationships with people and networking tips. I'm going to pass this question along to Buggy because he's more networking and stuff like that up in Georgia. So, I mean, so how do you build relationships with people um, and any networking tips do you have? Um, when it comes to networking, like I said, I'm still in that process too. First of all, you got to get out your shell. You know, if you're not a people's person, you got to become one. Like you can't network without talking or without, you know, being social. That's the first thing you got to be, don't be socially awkward, but also you don't got to be the most social, but you know, keep it cool. And just like I said, you got to be at the right places at the right time. And then facts. Like I said, make people come to you. And then when you get, you know, when you find people, like I said, when I found Chase, like I met Chase, we were, we were at the same level, like creatively, like creatively. Buggy was a little bit more hard. (laughs) But look, but when it comes down to it, like I said, at the time when we met each other, we was on YouTube and I had, I didn't even think I had a thousand. Did I have a thousand? Yeah, yeah, you had, I I remember you had a thousand. You had had probably just just hit a thousand thousand subs. So it was like, you know, I'm still not even that big, big on there on YouTube. But it's like, at the time it was like, we were both around the same level of, so it was like, I reached like Chase. I think you came to me, right? You yeah, came no, no. to my video or I reached out to your video. No, I remember the story. So my first video I ever uploaded on this channel, cause I was doing beats first and I stopped. I forgot, forgot what I was doing on this channel, but long story short, um, this was back whenever I used to go by chase on the track. Like, I don't know if you guys remember those days. We're not going to talk about the DJ frosty days, but, um, I used to go by chase on the track and I uploaded like the first video. It's, it's still up. It's from back in like 2018. It was like five minute beat cookup challenge, Metro booming and offset type beat. And Buggy commented on it. He was, like, hard. And so two weeks later, I checked out his page. I was like, oh, this dude's fire as hell. He had this one Lil Uzi beat. Um, and it had, like, that mood lead that was in the song Mood by Lil Uzi, produced by Super uh, Mario and Southside and them. Um, and I was like, bro, this shit's fire. So he had his number in his bio at the time. I hit him up. And I was like, yo, bro, can I send you some loops? Your beats are hard. And then it, we just we just started going up from there. Hey, so that now... With that story being said, it's just like that. It's like you got to reach out to people who are closer to your level. You feel me? Like you got to work with people like you can't reach. I wouldn't say reach to the moon because 
we'll get into that with Chase because we'll talk about how Chase got in a split mind because I'll tell you, we'll tell you exactly how that happened. But at the end of the day, when you're networking, you want to network with people that's close to you, you know, like as far as skill level, you know, I guess you could say clout level. But yes. like I said, I'm not saying you can't reach out to TM88 and network that way. You know, I'm just saying like nine times out of ten, he ain't going to see your message or your DM or blah, blah, blah. So you got to reach, like like I said, Chase knew, like we were on the same type of, like we were still at the same level and like we haven't really had anything established yet. So it was just like he could reach out to me, I could reach out to him and it was no problem. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's a good way. And then just build like that build up and then eventually people will start noticing you and like for me is like as i kept working and kept working and working and working and working put your head down and work somebody's going to notice you yep that's one thing about me like i never forced anything like all the relationships that i've built has all been genuine because i didn't even reach half of them i didn't even reach out to they came to me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like you just gotta work the hardest if you work the hardest and put out the best quality yeah, somebody's gonna hear it. And and, and a, um and a comment on that, you need to make sure that you're posting on your Instagram, your YouTube, and all that stuff, and kind of have content already out there, because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to get back to a robot. For all they know, you're dead ass a robot. Like if you don't have any, if you just have beats, which is cool. If you're one of those producers that just upload tight beats and stuff like that, like on your Instagram, and you don't have any photos of yourself, but it'd be more motivating for you know someone that's bigger than you to have an opportunity for you to reach out to you if you know they see who you are. Like if you have photos of yourself, if you're posting, you know, just just in general, just photos of yourself and just showing that you're a real human being. They like to see that in consistency. So I mean that's all right. So Santos Santos had a question. He said I've been kind of discouraged because some other producers who do beat critiques like you don't like what I make. How do you keep your mentality up and not get put down like that? Um, just work ethic, man. Like if you're if you're improving every day, that's all that matters. It don't it doesn't matter how fast you're improving. It just matters if you're improving or not. If you're in the same position that you were in last year, then you're doing something wrong. If you're working hard and you know you're working right. hard and you're always trying to learn, that's all that matters. Because you could send in a beat review to the producer that's been producing for seven years, and you could be you know a little bit worse than them, and they maybe say some harsh things about your beats or like, you know, your beats aren't really that you can't take that as an insult. You got to take that con- constructive criticism as um a compliment and just learn from it and just keep, keep working hard. Um, I don't know, Buggy, if you wanted to uh, comment on that either. Yeah. Santos, listen to me closely. Listen to me closely, bro. Make sure you listen to me. Screen record this if you can, because look, I'm going to give you some sauce. <clears throat> One day, I remember I went to a studio session and I played some beats. This was my, I think it was my first time going to the studio and they told me it wasn't it. They told me to my face, like, little bro, you need to go back and work on your craft. Like, I thought I was, you know, I thought I was hard. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was, I thought I was doing it right. I think at this time I was probably two years in making beats. So two years in, I thought, okay, maybe I'm cool. I'm good. But, you know, at the end of the day, I took that. I could have either did two things. I could have quit or go back and work. Yeah. So I went back and worked. But at the end of the day, based off your question, let me go back to your question. I see it. When you're doing beat critiques, bro, don't worry about – don't make beats for other producers. That's the first step. Like, producers can't do anything with your beats. So 
It don't matter. I can tell you your beat trash, but Lil Uzi will hop on it. And guess what? It's going to be a hit. Yep. So don't ever worry about what the other... Like, I mean, obviously, you know, if I critique your beat and say, oh, you need to work on this, don't take it as like, oh, I don't like it. Or if I say, oh, I ain't really... I don't like that style. It don't matter what I like. It's It matters what you like. Yep. Because if I don't like it, Chase might like it. Or if Chase don't like it, somebody else is going to like it. You got to remember that. If somebody... Everybody don't like my beats. Like... Believe it or not, a lot of people don't like my beats. A lot of people don't. But guess what? Cam like it. Yeah. That's my brother. He like it. Chase, he, we work together. Other It's working for me in other areas. So you don't, don't focus on the people who don't like your beats. Focus on the people who do. Because somebody's going to like it. I promise you. So keep working. Who is that? Um, My boy Santos. Keep working, bro. Yep. Keep working. Like, that's the first thing you got to do. Don't worry about what nobody say, because at the end of the day, making music, making beats is art. It's straight art, bro. Like, there's no there's no right or wrong when it's come to making art, especially if you put your you put your all into it. It don't matter what nobody say. Yep. As long as you stay dedicated, block out the haters, block out the critiques, that's all the that. That's the truth, bro. Just keep going. Keep going. I promise you, I'm telling you all right now, my beats, a lot of people, I've been in the studio and people told me no to this day. Like, people tell me all the time. But then I go to another studio or I go to another situation. They pick the beat and we make some crazy music. A lot of the beats that Cam rap on, a lot of people don't like those. But guess what? Cam like it. And guess what? They like his music. Yep. But it does, you know what I'm saying? So you got to focus on what people do like the people who do like your stuff just focus on that that's the truth. and just keep working and you'll be all right i promise you yes sir that's so how that, i hope is. that answer your question bro i hope it i hope that answer your question bro definitely so so santos also said well i've been getting um a whole lot better you know uh, learning mixing techniques and stuff like that uh honestly you don't need to worry too much about mixing if you just get the basic foundations um of just leveling your beats that's all you need to know the only the only reason why you should be learning mixing is if you're trying to be an audio engineer whenever it comes to this producing stuff yeah it's good to know how to mix and things like that it can help a lot in the long run but basically you, you really just need to learn how to level your beats because no matter who you get the beat placed with like let's say you get a beat placed with Lil Uzi and the beats perfectly leveled the audio engineer is no matter what, they're going to have their audio engineer remaster the song so that way it's radio ready or anything like that it gets placed. So at the end of the day, focus more on your craft and creativity rather than, you know, trying to master mixing, mastering and stuff like that. Just learn um, leveling. And Amar said music is subjective. That's, yep, that's 100% facts. So, okay. Yo, big big thanks to both of you. No problem, bro, of course. Um, so on to Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Hey, Yes, sir. So on to the next question uh, from my boy A Mart Music. Um, he said, "What is one thing you told yourself when you started producing?" I love this question. So basically, whenever I started producing, of course, whenever you first start producing, you think that you're good and you're already talented at it. And nine times out of ten, your beats are, you know, they're bad, like really bad. So I've kind of caught on to my beats being bad about like a few months into me making beats. I've kind of started to realize that my beats weren't really like that. I'd say about a year to a year and a half in, I realized that I really need to work on my uh, music and like creativity in general. So let me go back to the questions while I'm get off topic. Uh, one thing you told yourself when you started producing. Um, just to keep going, I just kept keep myself motivated, uh, watching a bunch of tutorials. I knew that, you know, at the time I was watching Nick Mayer's tutorials, Heavy and Internet Money. 
Um, and this was back in like 2017, like whenever internet money was, wasn't even at all close to how big they are now. Um, and basically, man, I just, I just told myself that I'm gonna get better if I keep at it. You know, I knew that Nick Mara was bad at some point in his career and now he's like, you know, music producer of the year. Um, so I just had to tell myself that, you know, no matter how bad I am now, I'm always going to get better if I keep improving and keep learning and just keep myself motivated. So that's just one thing that I told myself is that no matter what, um, just as long as I stick to it, and I keep myself motivated and keep learning and keep improving. Uh, you have to fail to succeed. You have to make mistakes to learn from yourself. So that's just some of the things that I've told myself whenever Facts. I started producing. So, I mean, what, what about you, Buggy? What would you tell yourself whenever you started producing? Yeah, same thing, bro. Look. You got to always remember your reason why. Why did you start producing? Yeah. If you started making beats just for the money, you already lost. You feel me? Like, yep. you can't You can't look at... You got to just focus on the music at the end of the day because the, at the end of the day, the music was going to get you where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So I had to tell myself at one point, I had to realize... What did I do? To, what did I start making music for? Why am I even doing this? Like, am I doing this to look cool or am I doing it because I love it? You got to really find why, like your reason why you do it, because it's going to come in. It's going to come to a point. It's going to come to a point in your career. You know, for example, uh, I'm we me and Chase both are coming off of, you know, this management situation that we got into. Really, it was more of me. It was more of me on my end, but we were both tied to the same management. So it was like what happened with me kind of tied in with Chase because, like, you know, I'm not going to let my boy stay in no BS situation either. So it's like with that being said, like I said, it's going to come points in your career and where things, life is going to hit you. Real life is going to hit you, you know, because us as producers, we live in this different world when it comes to making music and making beats like when we lock in we don't worry about what's going on the outside but at the end of the day life is life bro so when yeah. life hits you you got to ask yourself is this what you want to do because it's going to be situations thrown at you it's going to be things coming at you it's going to be it's going to be a lot of things including musical things it's going to be people trying to steal your beats it's going to be people trying to steal your brand trying to take take money from all kinds of stuff yeah and those things right there gonna tell you do you really want to do this because i could have quit chase noticed bro a lot of people know this cam uh, people know i could have and i sh i really should have gave up a long time ago but you know i remember the reason why i started wasn't because of just money it wasn't just because of plaques it wasn't just because of you know, being famous or, you know, being the biggest producer is because I love music, bro. Like, at the end of the day, whether I make a dime or not, I'm going to keep doing what I love doing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I find myself at peace doing what I do. So, you know, that's how you got to, you know, I hope that answers your question. I hope I didn't get too off topic. No, nah, that was perfect. Um, that was definitely perfect. Yeah, so right. at the end of the day, that's what I had to tell myself is to, despite any situation, keep going. Because you... I say this all the time. If you in the if you in the uh, group chat with us on Instagram, I always say it, we one Five, beat away seven. from changing our life. Yep, one beat away. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like you got to keep working, even when you start seeing results. Like I'm starting to see a little bit of results of my work, but I have to remember like that don't really mean nothing yet. You know what I'm saying? I got to keep going because I still ain't you know I ain't reached my main goal. 
And even when I reach my main goal, I got to remember, it's still up. You can always go up. And you one second away from falling off, and you one second away from changing, changing your life. life. So, so it's yeah. Like, it's always somebody else working, bro. That's the truth. It's always somebody else working. Because look, even y'all, look, we got, what, 18 people in here? Yeah. One of y'all can come and blow up at any given moment, bro. So it's like, I got to, you know, it's not a competition, but at the same time, you got to remember, like, it's always somebody else working. Yep. Just as hard or more than you are. So you got to block out all the distractions and keep your head on, the, you know, tunnel vision, bro. Because at the end of the day, you all you got, bro, yep. in this music. You know, it's good that y'all, but it's like at the end of the day, we can only, we got to make beats and we got to keep our eyes focused on the prize. Like I said, don't worry about no money. Don't worry about no clout. Don't worry about no oh yeah, all that don't comes. Don't worry about placement. All that comes, and it's like it's easier said than done. Cause I'm in the same position, bro. I be one. I see here. I ain't gonna see here. A lot of y'all, bro. I always see here and wonder, like, dang, why I ain't get no placements? Like, why I ain't get no money or why? But I have to remember. I have to redirect my focus back to the music. Yeah. The reason why I started doing this was not because of that. It's because I actually love music. So, like I said, hopefully, hopefully that answers your question right there. All right. So, yeah, that was perfect. That was definitely perfect. So, all right. So, Kari asks, what's the best way to connect with small artists? This is pretty, this is like kind of a self-explanatory um, question, but the best way would definitely be Instagram or Twitter and just straight up DMing them or tweeting at them and just really the best way is honestly DMing a smaller artist because you use the word small artist, so that could be like 1,000 to 10,000 followers on Instagram. just depends, but uh, just DMing them. Be like, hey, I like your style. I got some beats that I know that you'll you'll rock with. So just like that, just asking them for the beat email, sending it to them, sending them maybe like a preview. You don't want to do too much because, you know, most of the times you'll be in their request uh, folder or whatever, and they won't be able to see like a video that you send. So just send them like a short little question, uh, short little um and just be like, yo, I like your style. I got some beats I know that you'll rock with for sure. Uh, what's the email? I can send them to you. And just send them like four or five beats like Buggy taught me. You want to, you don't want to overload them with beats. Kind of, you know, have it where, you know, they're all, uh, what's the word for it? Overwhelmed with beats and stuff like that. So just text them. Be like, yo, I got like three, four beats I know you'll rock with. Um, that, that's really the best way. I don't know, Buggy, do you have another good way to, um, to answer that? Yeah, like Chase said, man, really, like I said, you just got to first, the first step, make sure you're ready. You can't, I mean, really, you don't know when you're re really ready, obviously, like nobody knows, but you, it's a personal thing. You just got to know, you got to have enough, enough confidence in yourself to know that, okay, I'm ready to work with artists. So, you know. Once you get the technical part down, making beats, learning how to level, how to make decent, you know, decent enough beats to get, you know, placements with smaller artists. Then you reach out, like Chase said, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But really, the main thing is YouTube, bro. Use YouTube. Like, they say that, they say that YouTube is oversaturated, but that's bogus, bro. I'm bro. I ain't. Even, I got two thousand subs, bro. Two thousand subs, and I've met hundreds of unreleased. Like I got over two thousand. Hundreds of of artists, bro. Like I met a lot of people, and it's like you don't even have to be the biggest on YouTube. You don't have to be the biggest at all. 
somebody's listening, bro. And people are, like I said, it goes back to this. People will start reaching out to you once you make yourself available. You just got to make yeah. yourself available. Whether that's YouTube, sending, you know, posting on Instagram, DMing on Instagram, post snippets, do what you got to do. Find what works for you. Because what worked for me ain't going to work for you all the time. And what worked for Chase don't work for me. Like, it's you just trial and error. Yeah. But really, like Chase yeah. said, just DM people, you know, DM people first. Tell them you like them. You gotta actually like their music too. Don't just do it just because you want. Yeah. You want placements. Like you gotta actually like the people you working with. Like don't just like I said. Don't just DM just because you want people to rap on your stuff. Make sure you like their music. You know, and then leave a genuine comment like, "Yo, your music hard. I've been listening to you for a minute. You know, I got some beats for you. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Cause you. You can definitely tell when it's not genuine. You know what I'm saying? So just yeah. make sure everything's genuine, bro. Just, yeah, don't make it look like it's spam either, bro, because there'll be a lot of producers doing that spam stuff in the comments and stuff. Yeah, trying don't to spam, the artists. bro. That's one thing. Don't be a robot. Don't be a dork. Don't be dumb. <laughs> just be a human, bro. Just do it. Do Be normal, bro. Be yourself. That's all you got to do. Yep. All right, so the next questions come from my boy Space Beats. Um, he said, how do you feel about these younger producers? Man, straight up answer to that is they're going crazy, man. A lot of the younger producers, they're talented. I don't know what it is. I don't know what their parents are feeding um, them and stuff like that. But um, I know Space. The young producers are the wave. Right now. The wave. I love the young. Look, I'm telling y'all now, believe it or not, I got my eyes on a lot of y'all young producers, bro. Like yeah. I be peeping a lot because... Eventually, you know, I want to get to a position where I can bring a young producer up under my wing and show them everything I know and put them on. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole goal. Once I make it to where I want to get to, I want to be able to reach back and help the young producers. So young producers, anybody that's super young, because I mean, me and Chase, we young. I mean, I'm 23, but that's that's not old, but I'm sure it's probably older than a lot of y'all right now. But at the end of the day, you know, if you... 13, 14, 15, 16, going crazy, oh. bro, keep it up, you going, like, keep doing it, bro, keep doing it, and don't get discouraged, you know what I'm saying, just keep doing it, because everybody will have their time, so, like I said, I'm keeping my eyes open for the young producers, bro, for real, for real, I'm watching, I'm always watching, like, yeah, no, I be trying to, look, Chase, no, I talked to Chase about this the other day, bro, I be wanting y'all to send me loops, I want yeah. loops, Load me up, loopsforbuggy at gmail.com or buggybeats3 at gmail. I'm listening, bro. Shout out KDAP because KDAP, one of my boys, that's one of my go-to loop man, bro, like my new ones. I love KDAP's loops because he took the time to just keep sending them over and over. And it's like, yep. okay, I'm watching KDAP. That's one person for sure that I can tell you right now. I'm watching right now is KDAP. Yeah, KDAP my hard. My been going crazy. Matter of fact, I'm getting him a song. With one of the artists I've been working with because he's been working with me, bro. So it's like, yep. young producers, keep working because I promise you, somebody's watching you, not just me, but it's, it's other people. That's what I had to tell Chase. As a matter of fact, I told Chase that the other day. I was like, bro, somebody's watching you, bro. You just yeah. got to keep working. And shoot, somebody watching me. Uh, somebody watching me right now. You know, no, I don't never know, who know who's watching. watching. So you never know who's watching, watching, bro. So I mean, not keep watching. The two know? hardest young producers I know right now is Space Beats and Trillion. They like what fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, space, space hard too. They hard, but okay. So uh, Eds Eds dot ten k. He has what motivated you in the beginning of producing. I mean, I have a deep answer to that. I ain't gonna share that because it's personal. 
But long story short, a lot of people that I call like my brothers and shit like that, they didn't believe in me. You know, they they said I wouldn't ever be anything. And these are people that I grew up with, man. So they said they said I'd never be anything. You know, I wouldn't do anything in my life. I'd never be anywhere. I'd never get anywhere. So that shit hurt. At the time, it hurt because I was like, I I was around sixteen. I was about to turn seventeen. So at that time in my life, man, it was just, it was just a weird place. So my only option was to go up and go hard. So every day, man, I remember I remember days I'd stay up thirty six hours straight just watching tutorials and making beats and like. You could ask my sister. I told Buggy this a long time ago too. Like, I I was bad, man. I was going through it, and I was just cooking up. And I just had to use what what motivated me was that, like, just people you know that I called like family and shit, not believing me, in me at all. And I just wanted to prove them wrong. So ever since then, I just been going like hard. And then like for like that first year, I was really that was really the year that um 2017 was really the year that I was staying up like 24 hours, 36 hours sleeping 12 hours straight and just doing the same thing repeating to myself and just it just hurt whenever you know you've got people that are like family to you and they they just doubt you and so i had to use that as motivation and also not wanting to you know work a nine to five for the rest of my life until i'm like 60 so that was another thing that motivated me and just the whole thing of just creating music and be able, being able to work with all these major artists that could really like producing a, a number one song in the world was motivation you know producing a song that could change someone's life and just bring positivity to them or just bring energies just all of that motivated me just all of little things like that motivated me to keep doing this music stuff so i mean i mean what about you buggy what what motivates you or what motivated you in the beginning of producing yeah um really what motivated me is once i started once i found out you could actually turn this into a career you know Cause at first, when I first started, I was just doing it solely for fun, like, because I, I was out of boredom and I didn't have nothing else to do. But then eventually, as I kept doing it, I fell in love with the process of doing it. Yeah. And then I started looking, you know, being curious, out of curiosity, you know, out of curiosity, I started to realize, oh, Metro, he's a millionaire. They told him millionaire. I'm like, yeah. oh, you guys making millions of dollars? I was like, how do I do that? You know what I'm saying? And then, but not solely the money motivate me, but, you know, just the fact that you can turn, like I said, you can, you can turn this, you know, into a career. You can sit on the laptop and make money. Like, what's more motivational than that? Like, I can yeah. sit at home and make money. Like, what, you feel me? Like, I hate, like, I hate working, bro. Like, ever since I had my first job as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old at Ingalls, bro, I realized, like, working a job is slavery, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody has their cup of tea. You know, some people like doing it. But for me, bro, I really, once I learned that, I was like, bro, I got to find something else, bro. Like, and then when I found making beats, like I said, I fell in love. It's something that I, something I knew I could do and not get, I, I don't get tired of making beats. Like, even when I'm burnt out, I want to make more. Like, yeah, because it's fun <laughs> and it's, it's something that I love. So, you know, what motivate me at the end of the day, really what motivate me too is y'all, bro, like people who reach out and show, you know, the yeah. young producers who tell me they like my beats, you know, y'all in this chat motivating the fact that y'all watching us right now. Like me yeah. and I, me and Chase came up with this idea like months ago, bro. Yeah. We was like, bro, let's start this Global Boys podcast. And we finally did it. And it's like the fact that y'all, we got 18 people watching right now is like crazy. It's like, it's lit. That's crazy. Like we got people actually tuned in and we not even... We ain't even nobody yet, bro. Like, we still yeah. up and coming, bro. So, it's like, the fact that y'all support us, 
Shows and a we lot. still up and coming is like that's motivational, bro. Like yeah. it's like okay, we got people watching this, you know, and we all we all in this together. All the producers in the community, bro, we in this together, bro. So that's, that's motivational too to see other producers winning too, see other producers turning up, like to see Chase go in the split mind. You know what I'm saying, like, bro, y'all don't that's understand. Crazy. Me and Chase talked about all this stuff that's going on months before it happened. Yeah, that's what's crazy. This, everything is happening. Nah. Bro. That's what's yeah, no, that's what's crazy. That's what really shook me. That, but, um, like watching Chase go into split mine is something we talked about before it even happened. Yeah. So no, it's like we literally so it's like, you know, motivating each other is like, you know, you gotta have you gotta have find you some producer buddy, yeah. bro. That's a no, you gotta have gym. you have to have you the right circle. You can talk to every day about producing or about, you know, not even just music, just life in general. Like, me and Chase, literally, we never met each other in person, but we became brothers, like, real-life brothers, just through the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like... No cap. You feel me? Like, that's crazy. Like, I've met a real-life brother through the internet. Yeah. So it's like... That's how it be. You just got to, like I said, having people, having people in your circle that support you is, is how I find motivation. You yeah, know no, you got to have... You definitely having, like, have to have the right circle. down, bro, I just call Chase. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel down. I'll call Chase. Just chop it up. Call yeah. Cam. Chop it up. Call my other producer friends. Chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, your circle, like A-Mark just said, your circle is everything. Your, yeah. your circle don't motivate you. You need to find a new nah. one. Your circle, is what, your circle is what determines of how successful you're going to be in life. You got to make sure you're hanging around either people that are already yeah. successful so you turn into them. Or people that are trying to be successful so you just bounce energy off of each other and keep each build, other going. You know what I'm saying? You got to build. That's how you do you it. You got to build, bro. That's a good, like I said. So, yeah, go back to the question, motivation, bro. Like I yep. said, at the end of the day, the motivation comes from within myself too. you know, you got to keep yourself motivated. Don't look at other people. It's cool. It's cool to see other producers winning and get inspired, but don't try to base your career off of that. That'll kill your motivation. Yeah. You'll start thinking like, why well, can't do what they doing? You know what I'm saying? Cause I've been there. I've been there in that position where I'm I'm comparing myself to, like for example, Section Eight. Y'all know Section Eight, the producer. Yeah, so we paid. Section Eight only produ he been producer for two years, bro. I was watching his interview. He been insane. producer for two years and he lit. That's motivational, bro. Cause like I've been doing it five, and he didn't. He been doing it two years and already a millionaire. That's crazy. Like yeah. that's motivation for me. It's like okay. The young producers that keep winning. So it's like, okay, it's only a matter of time before that fall in my lap. It's only a matter of time before it fall in Chase lap. It's only yeah. a matter of time before it fall in one of y'all's lap. You got to make so sure. just the fact that you know you can do it and you see other people doing it. Yep. Another thing, you got to make sure you're putting out this stuff into the universe. You know, you're writing it down. You're speaking it out. This is something that Buggy put me on about too, that Think and Grow Rich book. You got to really make sure you're writing down your goals, writing down when you want to achieve them, how you want to achieve them. You know, your plan in general, you just got to make sure you're speaking out, you're speaking it into existence for you guys that don't know about that. You just got to speak it and believe it. You got to, you got to mentally yep. really believe and force yourself to believe. And you, you can't just say who you want to be and how, like how you want to do things. You got to, you got to deeply believe that you are that person and that you will achieve what you want to achieve. So, so for the next, that's, no, that's, that's the big, no, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, bro. That's probably the biggest. Chase has touched the biggest gem that you'll ever hear. If you don't, it's deeper than just believing in yourself, bro. You got to really, you really have to, like, 
see it. Like, you got to wake up every day knowing deep down inside, like, this is going to work. Yep. Because that's the only reason I've got this far, bro. Yep. Like, this is the only reason why Chase isn't split mine. Because y'all don't understand. Y'all don't see all... Me and Chase, I promise you, bro. Me and Chase talked about... When we were in this bad management situation, we even said, bro, we're going to get... As soon as we get out of this management situation, we're going up. Yep. And I kid you not, literally, I yeah. swear, like, probably days, days after, like, a few days after we got out of the management situation, Chase signed a split mine, and I had a whole other situation already just lined up right there because we've been yeah. speaking it for six to seven months straight. And we still, to this day, speak it every day, like, bro, we're going to be up. We're going to have the big, we about to produce the biggest song, like, we say that stuff every day. It's like I tell myself every day I'm about to be a number one producer on the billboard. Like I tell yep. myself, I yep. tweet it out, I talk it, I write it in my journal, I pray about it, I speak it to the you know, like I said, to the universe, everything. Like you gotta every, literally live it and speak it. Every producer that's, you know, doing what me and Bugger are talking about, speaking out to the exist into existence, tweeting out, saying it, all of them that's ever done that. Or all of the people that are already been number one, like Metro, Southside, TMA, all I guarantee all of them will say yeah, I spoke it out into his instance. I believed in it. I wrote it down because no one like let let let's say like let's say you you know your goal is to get like a like an Audi R8 or some shit like that, and you never you never I don't know how I'm trying to explain this. It's just you have to write out your goals. You have to speak it out. You have to deeply believe it to achieve what you want to achieve. You have to put it out into the world so that way it's out in the universe. It's there because everything that you want is already here. You just have to get it. It's already it's there. Your energy. You just gotta work. And that's the and the key to that though, you know, nothing's gonna work unless you work. Yeah. You have to do the work too. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to pray about it. It's easy, you know, to put it to the universe, but the universe ain't gonna work if you ain't working. Hell no. So you gotta make sure you trying to, you know, as long as you working towards your goal and doing the best you can, you know, the universe, God is going to bless you, bro. Like, every everything just going to be a blessing. Because I, I swear, it's happening to me right now. Like, yeah, things are just starting Same. to fall in my Shit. lap. Because i literally just been working so hard. And it's like, I just put my head down, work, focus, yeah. manifest, speak it to existence. And then follow up with the work. Yeah. Make sure after I speak it to existence, the speaking part matches up with the work. And then, you know, that's how... <laughs> Things just keep falling. It's like literally, like I wish I could speak on a lot of the things that's happened between January and now, but it like I swear, like a lot of things have changed. Like Chase, no, Chase's situation changed. Like th- I swear, it's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, this bro, shit. I watch Chase, no, I watched Chase go from literally. I'm I literally told Chase seven months ago. I said post on YouTube every day and watch what happened. Yeah, no, nah, he months. did. Six months later. Split mine, bro. Come on, yeah, I knew that, bro. Now I there was it, bro. there was days that I, I didn't want to post on YouTube or anything. Bro. There were days where I didn't want to post or anything, him. and he forced me to, bro. He was like, "Bro, you got you got to do it, bro. You can't." I mean, it, it's facts. I'm it's like you. anything that you do that makes you uncomfortable is gonna force you to become a better yourself, if that makes sense. So obviously, exactly. obviously, sitting around not doing anything, not working out, you're not gonna better yourself. If you go to the gym, if you go run, like I've been running, my body, my body hurts. I ain't even gonna cap. Like I haven't ran yesterday because my body's sore. I gotta let my body heal and get used to it. But I've been running the lake. You gotta step out your comfort zone. And I know another. I don't know if I'm able to talk about something, but you gotta step out your comfort zone to get the things that you want. You gotta be uncomfortable to succeed. I know who's the um. 
that one guy, Steve Harvey, he, he said this. It was like a really viral like video that he did. It was like, success isn't comfortable at all. You got you to gotta be uncomfortable no, to succeed. That's all it is. Step out your comfort zone. It's never going to be comfortable, bro. If it's comfortable, that ain't success, bro. Hell no. Trust hey. me. Right now, I wish, like I said, I ain't going to speak on a lot of of what I got going on right now yet. You know, I'm trying to save it because, yeah. like I said, I'm in a very uncomfortable position right now. But it's because, you know, I'm I'm leveling up. It's like I'm in a level up stage. So it's like it's uncomfortable what I have to go through because it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. I was used to something else six months ago, but now I'm in a whole new situation. So it's like, oh, I have, you know, I have to, I have to move and I have to think a lot different. I have to take some steps back and like rebrand and redo this and redo. Like I have to really, you know, start focusing on different things. And those different things are, you know, it's yep. not comfortable. It's not comfortable at all. I promise you. The business side of music, see, that's another topic. Maybe that question will come up later. Yeah. But, uh, the business side will make you very uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you all that now. If you think you love music, I hope you love it when it comes to the business. <laughs> so when it comes to the business, it will make you pull your hair out, bro. I swear it will, bro. I'm, it's frustrating because you think you know until you get into it, bro. Until you get in a situation where it's tricky. Yeah. It's like, dang, like, I just want to make beats. But it's the business. It's in, Business is uncomfortable. It's not... It's not supposed to be comfortable, you know what I'm saying? But that's what makes you stronger. And that's what's making me become stronger right now is going through all these business situations, you know, getting beat stolen from me, getting money yeah, taken from me, worst. getting this taken from me, signing bad signing bad contract. Like, that kind of stuff is uncomfortable. It's not fun. Like, I swear, I'm telling y'all, six months ago, y'all probably, I didn't even let it show, bro. A lot of people didn't even know I was going through a terrible situation. But I didn't let it show, bro. Like, but trust me, I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable because I couldn't do anything. I was in a messed up situation. But like I said, I knew I was going to come out of it and I was going to come out of it better. Yep. Always. You, so, you got to, you got to go through, you know, you got to go through dark times and bad times, you know, to succeed. Like you, like personally, you know, whenever you're going through like anything in life, like especially depression, depression, you come out of it 10 times harder. Like you literally build an ego once when you get out of it and you feel, you feel like the shit. You really do. Like, I personally experienced it. So, um, all right. So, to answer ED, EDS, or I guess it's just Ed's Beats, uh, he asked, Chase, can you talk about how the Split Mind deal came about? Yeah. So, basically, I know a lot of y'all probably saw Halfway's tweet. Um, basically, he tweeted something like, looking to sign new producers, uh, send stuff to this email. And basically, I'm not even going to cap. It was like 12 a.m. for me or like 9 p.m. for him since he's over in L.A., um, it was like 12 a.m. I was laying in bed. I was watching YouTube. Like I was literally like dead f about falling asleep. Like I was like half asleep. And I saw this tweet and I was scrolling through it. I liked it. And I was like, should I send something? I was like, nah. And then I was like, you know what? There's always that chance that you, there's always that chance that you could get an opportunity. So I was like, you know what? Let me get my ass out of bed. Let me get out my comfort zone. Let me get on the laptop. I typed up a real professional, nothing too crazy to where you don't want to be too crazy and be typing a whole essay. I just typed up a nice little paragraph about who I am. Um, I sent links to my discography of all the songs I produce, you know, my YouTube channel. I made a personal Dropbox link for him to review the beats and some loops that I made and some collab beats. I was like, here's my sound I've been producing for, you know, so and so long, uh, my discography and all that. And then basically he hit me back on Instagram about one to two days later. 
And he was like, yo, what's up? He was like, hi. And I was like, what's good? And he was like, did you see my email or whatever? And he was like, yeah, so, you know, why would you want to join SplitMind? Like, how would you benefit us? And basically just went from there. And then it was about a two-week process, you know, working out everything and getting everything going with Instagram and the announcement and stuff. But long story short, that's how that came about. He got, like, hundreds of emails, what he said. And, you know, I was the one that, you know... Um, and this is a gem for y'all. You know, he said he chose me because, you know, of course, you know, talent... But mainly consistency on YouTube, on Instagram with posting myself because, you know, he got to see that I was a real human being and not a robot. Um, and just like I was posting my discography on Instagram. I was posting, you know, not daily on Instagram. I'm not a daily poster on Instagram, but I was just I just had post already. I already had a catalog of stuff. So you like that. And then we just worked it out from there. That's pretty much how that came along. Like and look, I'm a. <clears throat> Like I said, and it goes back because, like I said, I watched, I watched Chase go into Split Mind because he didn't get that opportunity just because he's the best producer or because he's just so much better than everybody. Right. It's what I told him months ago. It was work I told ethic. You, I swear to you, bro. Bro, I started back posting beats on my channel. Nine months ago, every day, I've been posting on my channel. You can go look at it. I've been posting beats every day for nine months. And since then, I told Chase, I challenged Chase. I used to tell him, we posting a video every day. And if you miss a day, you owe me $100. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We made it a competition to stay consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I told him, I was like, bro, if you miss a day, you owe me $100. And it was so vice it versa, no too. Excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, vice versa. And if I missed a day, I owed him $100. So it was like... We pushed each other to stay consistent. Yep. And I told, and the reason I did it, I didn't do it just, you know, for a competition. I did it because I know what consistency does for you, bro. And I told him, I said, Chase, if you stay consistent, watch your life change, bro. Yeah. And I kid you not, six months later, he joined Split Mind, bro. I watched it happen. And I knew it. I was like, bro. And I can tell you, Halfway chose Chase because he's seen his consistency. Yeah. I promise you that. Like, I guarantee you that's why. I don't know halfway at all, but I guarantee you. I know that he chose Chase because of consistency and yeah. work ethic. I know it. That's the only... Yeah. What else is the reason? I guarantee you, you also, a lot of talented people <clears throat> who submit. Work ethic, work ethic is also one thing, but another thing that I, I think you did mention was personality. Like I said about posting yourself on Instagram, mm -hmm. like... It's one thing to have work ethic with posting beats every day on YouTube and like on and on Instagram and you're just posting beats on Instagram like snippets like that's cool you're having work ethic but if you would have submitted a split mine like that or any other collective and stuff like that um, and they would have checked out you and they didn't they, you didn't have any pictures of yourself you didn't have a personality you didn't have like who you were they're just gonna skip over you because they don't know you don't have any discography about who you are what you do any of that stuff you're just being you have work ethic with posting beats. But you're not posting who you are or anything, so you know, like I like I said this a bunch of times, they don't want to you know just they don't want to have a robot join. They don't know who you are. They don't even know what you look like. So that's another key thing that you want to make sure you're doing is posting who you are. People yeah. people in general want to see what you look like. So okay, so man, yeah, don't be don't be afraid to you know, branding is key. I'm yeah. going to tell y'all that now. Building a brand is key. Like you want, but I. See, me and Chase got two opposite situations going. It's crazy, but they both great situations. Like, I'm in a situation where 
I'm actually able to be in the studio a lot more now, and I'm able to, like, meet people in and out Atlanta. And the reason why is because I've built my brand enough. Like, I put myself on YouTube. I got that. But I also, people, when they hear Buggy Beats, they know my face or they know my sound. They know how, you know. I'll be right back. They know, they, people know how I, uh, all right, bet. But yeah, people know how I sound, bro. Like, people know what my beats sound like. People know, you can put the face to the name. You feel me? So it's like, like Chase was saying, you don't want to be a robot, bro. Be yourself and apply yourself in the right ways. And that's going to help, you know, as far as branding, that's going to help people understand, like, okay, he's serious about what he do. That's what's going to stand you out. You know, that's going to help you stand out over the crowd because most people like if you go through instagram they posting beats but they posting if you go on the instagram it'll just be a beat page of just beats and a picture of little baby a picture of gunna and young thug and with a beat behind it there's no brand behind it you feel me like don't nobody know who you are so it's like it's gonna be harder to you know get business and harder to get people to take you serious like that so that's why it's important, you know, to take pictures. I'll never forget. I watched Bricks Domain. I, I know y'all know Bricks Domain. He be crazy with some of his posts and stuff. But some of the stuff he be saying is true. Like, go to the studio. If you can, go to the studio. Take quality pictures in the studio. And, you know, you know, of you in the studio working, you know, do videos of you in the studio cooking up. Like, let people see that you're doing what you're doing. Let them see. Like, y'all know my face now. So, like, now when y'all hear Buggy Beats, y'all y'all know, oh, he the dude with the glasses. Oh, oh yeah, that's him. Like, oh, that's him. You know what I'm saying? So, now it's like, now when I go places and when I go to these studios, the people that I met before remember me because, oh, yeah, you was at the studio last time because, oh, yeah, you you played this beat and you, you had this fit on last. Like, it, little things like that matter, bro. Little things like that, believe it or not, matter. Yep. So applying yourself and showing your face and, you know, putting yourself out there, it will really help you. I promise you. Definitely. Okay. Um, so Lucky, or excuse me, Lukey asks, how do you build industry connections? I mean, I'll pass this question along to Buggy as well since he's more tied in and up in Georgia and Atlanta working with those type of artists. So, I mean, how do you build industry connections? Man. I can't it's weird because it goes back to, you know, letting them come to you. You know, if you hard, if you really truly work hard and you apply yourself in the right places, they're going to notice you. So, you know, my situation that I got going now, like one of my homies real close to me, well, not real close to me. He's from the same city. Like we, we coming closer now, you know, that we've been working, but he from the city. He produced for, um, he produced for Future, Moneybag, Yo, uh, Summer Walker. All, he got multiple multiple platinum plaques. So I've I've been working with him now, but he's been watching me. You know that's what he told me. He was like, I've watched you already. So that goes back to consistency, working. You got to be working already, because you don't know who's watching you. So. Yeah. As long as you working and applying yourself, somebody's going to see you. And it's like, you know, you just got to get cool. First, really, I say get cool with the producers. Try to get cool with the producers first, you know, and just keep it cordial. Don't look like a fan. Don't try to, like, if you in the studio with people, like, I don't know if y'all follow me 
on Instagram, but y'all seen, I was in the studio with Jagged Edge. If y'all don't know who Jagged Edge is, it's a very, very, very legendary R&B group. Um, R&B group. Like, super legendary. They're, like, very, like, very big. They were, they were huge, you know, in their time, but they still... Ask, everybody ask, ask your parents about who they are. They probably know. Yeah, well... If y'all from if y'all from over here, if you in America, I'm sure y'all know, or their your parents may know. But yeah, that situation is like I had to go in there not looking like a fan. I couldn't go in there acting funny or acting weird. Act, you know, go in there and do what you were supposed to do. Like do what got you there. I did what got me there. Making beats, making hard beats, and staying consistent. Once they played the once I played the beats, they heard it. They hopped on it connection built right there yep because i went in there prepared you know i went in there prepared for what's coming and when they heard it they were like oh he are you know they didn't know they don't know that i was been making beats for only five years you know they've been in the industry 20 years but they don't know i ain't been in the industry 20 years like i said you got to go in there confident and then make sure your, your quality make sure your work is quality and then as you start working with bigger people They'll come back to you because yeah. they'll remember like your first impression. You know, I I heard I'm pretty sure y'all know about first impressions. I'm sure your parents probably taught you about that. You know, shit is key in the workforce, like the work field, like the corporate world, and everything. Like it, it's the same situation. When you go to a job interview, if you ever been to a job interview, first impression is key. How you present yourself, how you dress, how you look, how you talk. How you walk, all that matters. So same with studios, etiquette and stuff like that. When you, because y'all gonna have an opportunity where you get to work with somebody bigger, and it's either you gonna act like a fan and fold, or you gonna act normal and be yeah. confident in your in your craft and go up. That's you know something. What that's, and that's something what I had to learn. Is like I met. My bad. That's go something ahead. I want to talk on real quick. Um, a lot of y'all producers or maybe beginner producers, beat makers, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, you may get a chance where you get to work with like a bigger artist, uh, someone that maybe like your family members are fans of, and maybe maybe even you are fans of. Personally, I don't look at it as, excuse me, I don't look at Lil Uzi or Drake as like a major celebrity. I'm like a fan. Like of course I'm fans of them, but I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh my god, bro, you're Drake. Can I get a picture? They they feel like normal people to me with just a higher power. That's all that they are. They're they're celebrities, but like people like TMZ and all those like, um. Which paparazzi that be fanboy and they be doing all that extra weird stuff. That's not how it should be at all. They're just people that are more known as you. It's kind of like think about in like high school where like there's the popular kids and then there may be you where you're not as popular. You're not gonna act all crazy around them. They're just normal people. So whenever you're working with a lot of those artists or you meet them in person, like yeah, it's probably gonna be a whole lot different vibe. And you're like, wow, I'm really with that person. But they're just somebody that has higher power. Like you're in the same industry as them. You're a producer. They need beats right. from you. They're an artist that's putting out music for like people. Like, of course, producers aren't going to be as big as the artist. They're not in the spotlight. But you got to think you're creating the sound for them. You you are more technically more famous than them. The beats is what carrying a lot of these artists besides like dubstep and. Well, actually, no. Like people aren't listening to just acapellas. They're listening to the beat. Really, the beats will give it that that movement. Right. But of course. A lot of people aren't just listening to beats unless it's like EDM or dubstep or house music. A lot of people, you know, listen to those like those rage parties and stuff. But at the end of the day, don't look at a lot of these people as celebrities, man. They're just a no another normal human being. Yeah, that's with more uh, power. That's, that's the biggest thing. Cause like I said, if you making hard beats, somebody's going to notice you. I pro like I know it sounds crazy, 
And speaking, uh, I'm going to tie this into Manny's question right here. Your producer from New England uh, realistically can't work with people. So that goes back to, so like I said, I don't really have any experience of being, you know, overseas. So I don't understand. I, I really don't understand, you know, the process of how to do that. But what I can tell you is I've seen like producers such as, I'm sure y'all know like uh, Kyle Jr., that boy Getro, Luso, like Rock. all of them are not in America. No, little Rock. Rock's yeah, only like 15 Rock. right now. He's been working with Lil Keaton and all them over at YSL. Yeah. So it's like, bro, what you gotta do is apply yourself. You gotta send your emails. Like, send me loops. Yeah. That's a perfect <laughs> example. Send me, I'm like I said, I be wanting, bro. I be asking for loops all the time. And I'm not the only producer who do that. It be some of the industry producers, I see them put it on Instagram, like, send loops to this email. That's going to help. Like, Palace, if you if y'all know Palace from 808 Mafia, he talked about that. Where he from? He from, uh, I can't remember where he from. Palace? He's from, like, Germany. Germany. He's in Germany. Germany. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's something like that. So I watched his interview, and he talked about it. He was like, I kept sending Southside samples and kept yeah. sending like people in 808 mafia samples over and over and they started using them and then eventually they were like bro let me sign you yeah so it's like you got a flood so many probably, probably many I hope, I hope i'm saying it right yeah flood all the producers with your work like put beats on youtube because youtube is universal it don't matter what city or what country you in you can go up in your in your country if you posting on youtube because Everybody's on YouTube, so start there. I say start there, putting it on YouTube, and then you know, find producers such as myself, Chase, and then you know, other people send some high quality loops. And it's like, okay, if I figure, you know, like I said, I'm looking for people to work with, I don't care what city you're in, like, I want to keep working with everybody that I can, <clears throat> and I'm not the only one doing that. It's multiple producers out here doing that, so just find a producer that's looking for. For people to work with and send your stuff to them i wouldn't say send beats you know as a producer don't send beats to another producer that's that's a no-no unless it's a beat critique don't send beats because nothing a producer can do it send offer value you yeah. know what i'm saying that's a good that's a good gem right there you got to offer value to people what can you do to help somebody what can you do to help them that they can't do for themselves not saying that they can't make loops for themselves, but it's like if you making hard loops, like for example, I'm gonna say I'm using myself in these examples. I make a certain style of beat. If you know, if you heard my beats, you know what I sound like. So when I hear something that Chase send me, or or KDAP or anybody or you many, if you send me something and it make my it and it like brings a different side of my creativity out, I'm gonna keep you around because I need that. That's something that I can't do for myself is because. I, it's only so much I can do as a producer alone. Collaborating always helps. So it's like, especially if I'm collaborate collaborating with somebody who has a whole different sound or brings a whole different, you know, point of view to music to me, that's, that's helping me. So it's like, I'm going to keep you around. And the same thing, like, that's what I did with Chase. When Chase sent me those first loops, I said, oh, yeah, you stand with me, bro. Yeah. I said, that's exactly what I said. I said, when he when he sent me them loops that first time, I said, yep, 
You coming up with me. Okay. I'm I'm picking you up before anybody else catch you. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, it's crazy because he didn't split mine. So, which, you know, like I said, I'm letting him do that. But at the end of the day, it's like I said, Chase still my boy. Like, he's still up Brothers, under me. Bro. At the end of the day, like, that's my boy. Like, you know, I'm still going to keep him around. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, the same thing with you, Manny. You sending your loops off. Somebody going to notice. They were like, oh, Manny Hart. Let me get, you know, let me keep him around. You know, especially if you if you get a placement with a producer, best believe you're going to be around. Yeah, you're going to be around. I promise you. You're, they're not going to forget you. So, if you, especially if you help make them some money, it's definitely going to be, you're going to be there. So, yep. at the end of the day, Manny, to answer your question, just send your stuff out to multiple people. Don't worry about who don't like it. You're going to get a million no's before you get a yes. Yeah, that's facts. No, so just keep sending your stuff out. Email, email, YouTube, you know, apply yourself in different areas like that. Now that, that should help. Yep. Okay. Um, so next question is from Walter or excuse me, Walker underscore one from Instagram. He said, how long did it take for you? Or excuse me, how long did it take you to feel like you can say in quote, Hey, I'm making beats and I really have it down. Um, if I'm keeping it a hundred. It was really this year. Like honestly, December of 2020 was the month that I really felt like, honestly, I mean, I, I can't ever say, you know, I really got this down. I'm fine. Like, no one can touch me. Of course, I have my days, and everyone does this whenever they make a hard beat. They're like, I'm the fiest at this. Nobody's harder than me. Like, everyone has those days in the producing community. But honestly, I don't think there will ever come a time where I'm like, I really got this down. Um, like, I'm super fine because there's always going to be that beat that's not good. There's always going to be a beat that's really creative, and everyone's going to ask how you made it. But I would say personally, I feel like whenever my beats, I feel like they can get placed was December of 2020 because it was really 2020 was like a learning lesson with whenever I started getting, you know, more songs placed with some other artists and then Sauce Boy Cam. And I really learned that simplicity is key and really, you really kind of learn how to put your drums on a loop and then how to make a loop and how to not do too much whenever you start getting artists on your beats and your beats start getting heard. So, yeah, so to answer your question, it was really December of 2020. I mean, wh what about you, Buggy? When did you feel like you could tell yourself, like, you kind of have it down? Uh, I'd say 2019, because 2019 was a turning point in my career because, you know, that's when I, I had signed my first management contract. I had, you know, met a lot of people. You know, I had met a lot of people, like, a lot of relationships. I built a lot of relationships, and I had got a lot of, I was getting songs made with a lot of people and it was building my confidence. And I started believing in myself more because I started realizing there was a demand for my style of beats. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say my beats are just that much harder than everybody, but it's like, if you know me, I got a different bounce. So it's like, it, it was just, once I realized that I can be accepted for the style that I make, which was 2019. That's when I started realizing, okay, this I can do something. Like I can really do something. And that's when I got my key placement. That's when I got my Rallo placement. Um, who else? No cap. You get one we got it. No. I thought I don't know. It probably I don't. No, I'm pretty sure you got one we got it. Key then got it. I don't remember. I don't remember about that. I probably did, but. Yeah, I just started, like, once I started really seeing people hopping on my beats and then, like, bigger people, because 2019, that's the first time I started getting, like, bigger people rap on my stuff. So, it was like, okay, I'm up to something, you know? So, that's when I really built my confidence, 2019. Like, my confidence 
shot through the roof. Like I was like, okay, I'm here now. Like this, it's time for that. And then 2020, yeah. that was a big. 2020 was a big like business learning lesson year. Like I learned the business side. 2020, like. I knew my beats was hard. Like, I always knew that. And I know that now, like, my beats are ready to go to the industry. But it's more than that. You know what I'm saying? You got to really learn the business side. So I advise y'all producers to learn the business. Learn what copyrights are. Learn the mechanical copyrights, compositional copyrights. You know, learn the percentages, how they work. Why why you get this percentage. Why this. Mechanical royalties. Compositional royalties. Yeah. You know, the master recording, sound recording, comp- like, you got to know those terms. You got to know these things. You don't got to know everything, but you got to know the general stuff because at the end of the day, it's like, you can be making beats all you want, but if you don't know the business, you'll never go nowhere. And that's what I had to learn. I had to ask myself, how am I going to separate myself from the average producer? How am I going to separate myself from, you know, the other producers that's, making hard beats because a lot of people making hard beats but they don't know the game they don't know the business so i was like let me stick let me take a step back and learn the game learn how everything worked so now it's like that's what i'm doing now is like 2020 i had to go through a situation a real life situation you know of stuff that people talk about all the every day like people talk about getting lawyers and get don't sign your name on stuff you know and then I actually lived that. And I was like, oh, this is what Metro was talking about. Oh, this is what they was talking about. So going through those processes helped me realize, okay, I got to learn the business if I want to be a successful producer. Making hard beats is not going to get me success. Yeah, your network is. It's not. Is. Your beats don't even have to. Like, I'm going to tell you all now, your beats don't have to be that hard. They don't. They no. really don't. Like, it does not matter how. Really, honestly. Producers are the only people who care how hard the beat is. Yeah. Rappers just want to rap. As long as it got a 808, a kick, and a hi-hat, and a snare, and a decent melody, you're going to get a placement yep. when you when you know the game and when you get connections. So, but you got to know what to do when you, you know, once you get to that point. So you, you know, so you can keep doing it and you know how to get paid. Because that's one part I didn't know how to do. I didn't know how to get paid. I didn't know how to really get paid. So now I'm in the process of, you know, I'm going through situations and learning step by step. Oh, this is how you get paid. You got to own your publishing. You got to have this, you know, you got to register with ASCAP and BMI and this and this and this. That's how you get paid as a producer outside of leases. And, you know, because leases, selling leases, selling beats, that's only a piece of the money. That ain't nothing compared to publishing because publishing is what's going to pay you for life. You know, I hope you screen record that publishing is going to help you get paid for life if you want to know why metro zaytoven all these guys are so rich they got a lot of because other of publishing come with it it's publishing it's publishing they own their publishing so you got to know the game you got to know the business so make sure you know the business and that'll definitely turn you around like it'll turn your whole career around learning the business and then you'll learn you like you'll learn what to do and why not to do certain things you just got to know what to do and what not to do you know what i'm saying like how to move and how not to move, how to act, how not to act. Yep. And that'll change your whole perspective on the game. No, for real. Y'all heard that. All right. Um. So our boy KDAP, he asks, what other things do you like to do besides music? Honestly, I really don't enjoy anything other than music. I mean, like skating's cool. Jogging's cool. That's one of my new hobbies I like doing. It just makes me feel better about myself physically. 
Um, but fishing, fishing can be cool if I actually catch anything with, like with my little brother and shit, like you bass fishing. fishing. I swear to God, I got a bait caster out in the living room, brother, bro. You know, I swear, you know I swear, bro, on everything Stop I love, cap. on everything I love. I don't be fishing like that, but it's cool. But honest, honestly, honestly, the real other thing that I kind of enjoy, cause like it can be, it can be fun, is like video editing. Like I don't know, like if if I ever was to ever stop making music, which I won't, like this, this shit's for life. Um. Maybe down the road, whenever I get older and I kind of retire from music, I'd probably get into like video editing and stuff like that and graphic graphic designing. I just I just feel like that's kind of cool with the creativity you can do. Um, personally, that's for me. I don't know, Buggy. Like, what other things do you like to do besides music? Man, I like to I like to watch. Well, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I find TV shows, I like uh, I like watching TV shows, and I'm gonna tell you why. TV shows, believe it or not, have a lot of hidden gems in them. I know that it might sound like it's off topic, but it's not because it's a lot of things that TV shows <laughs> teach you. It's a lot of things that TV hold shows on, hold teach up. you, bro. I'm talking about like when I'm like 60. <laughs> uh, yeah, halfway. I ain't, I ain't planning on retiring now. Hey, we got Young Cutter. Yes, sir. We got halfway yeah. back here. Yeah, no, for real. Outside of making beats, though, I like, you know, watching... TV shows, you know, I'm watching Power right now. That's the show I'm watching. It's pretty good. I haven't 50 even watched in that TV. show. If y'all, if y'all know who Fifty Cent is, I hope y'all do. You know, Fifty Cent is a legend, a legend. So, yeah, he's starring in this show. And then, what else I like to do? I like um, playing 2K, playing a little bit of Warzone, playing video games, and really just talking. You know what I'm saying? Like having good motivational talks, just yeah. about life in general outside of music. You know, I like talking. You know. Spot, speaking positivity and just hanging out with people that's on the same level as me, like as far as mindset and stuff like that. So, facts, facts. Pretty much answer that question. All right. So uh, our boy Kari, um, he asks, when you're exporting your beats, do you get close to clipping or do you leave some headroom? Uh, personally, all I put on the, on the master is really a soft clipper and a multi band. That's that's a little gem my boy uh, Buggy taught me. But I don't focus too much on like mixing and stuff like that. I really just kind of like I don't I really don't clip my beats. I let my I let my 808 clip heavy whenever I'm adding my 808s. I don't know why I do it. It's just something I personally do. But whenever I export, I really just I have like a go-to like I have go-to presets that I have for my beats to where it's just like it hits normally. I don't think you like clips or anything. But that's just personally for me. I mean, Buggy, do you let your beats clip or do you leave like some headroom? Uh I turn that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Hey, if y'all hear my beats, y'all know I let that shit, shit slap. Loud, bro. Just let it slap, but make it clean, though. You know, you don't want it distorting, obviously, but let, it, let it hit, man. Let Don't be afraid to let them 808 hit, bro. Let them kick, stomp. Let them claps, clap crisp. No, if me? your like, shit ain't hitting, it ain't getting placed. Muddy, like, it don't need to be muddy, but like I said, make sure it's hitting. It don't got to be perfect either. Like, I, That's one thing I used to think. When I was learning how to mix my pieces, I got to make it, you know, I thought I had to be an audio engineer. Bro, just just level your beats. Yeah. I got that from TM. He made it off a beats pill. He said, all I did was make it on the beats pill, XOR Tour Life, made it on the beats pill, level the drums, and that's it. Turn it up, make it loud. That's it. That's all you got to do, bro. Because at the end of the day, they're going to ask for trackouts anyway, and they're going to, you know, sometimes they ain't even gonna ask for checkouts if it's hitting right. You know, it just depends on who it is. Yeah, on who it is. 
Alright, so um, we're almost done with the questions here. Uh, some of like the last three questions. Uh, Sharky asks, what's my favorite, or what's our favorite food? Personally, my favorite food, man, I don't even know, honestly, y'all. I really don't be eating, man. I just be eating basic foods like steak, grilled chicken, burgers every once in a while. Um, I mean, I gotta say, it, it's probably steak, man. Like a nice thin ribeye steak. Them joints be crazy. Those things are so fun. Yeah, I like chicken, you know. Chicken, mac and cheese, those are my two, like, go-to. Yeah. Like, and potatoes. Wings, I really eat wings a lot. Oh, wings, I forgot about them, yes. Whew, I had some bro, wings the other day. Bro, bro, I just, bro, I've been getting wings all the time, bro. No wings bro. Come to Atlanta, bro. bro. You don't know wings. No, we got this place Atlanta. called Dukes, Florida bro. Florida don't have wings. I don't want to hear. Yeah, we do, bro. Bro, hear. we got Dukes, we got Wing House, we got. Well, I mean, bro. a lot of them are like you know industry industry places, not like you know. Come to Atlanta. One place, life. No, this is one place over the hood on the uh, south side, bro. It's called um, what's it called? I don't know, but they got some really good ass wings, bro. But Dukes, Dukes, I'm telling you, bro, bro, bro you I'm ever come down, it. bro? If you ever come down to the L, bro, I promise you, Dukes got you. I'm not. They got the, the best. They got the I'm best. Coming to the L, bro. I promise you that. <laughs> Tell you, bro, they got the best wings, bro. Coming to the L, man. Okay, all right. So another question, <laughs> Sharky asked. He was like, uh, "What y'all's favorite song?" Man, my favorite song right now. Man, okay. I recently been listening to Lil Durk heavy. Always been on Lil Durk, but I recently started listening to him. It's off of his new. I think I think it's called The Voice. His album is called The Song is called Red Man by Lil Durk. The balance in that song is stupid. Um, so I don't know if you guys know what a song I'm talking about, but the bounce in it is crazy. I don't know how they did the drums, but I just I really like the bounce, man. It's that and besides that, it's probably Lil Uzi, P2, or I'm Sorry off of Eternal Take. I don't know. I really like those songs, but I mean, what about you, Buggy, bro? What's what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song of all time probably is Codeine Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I love. There's something about that song, bro. That just put me in the mood, bro. But no, um, I also what else? Another song I've been listening to a lot is my boy. Shout out my boy K Major. Um, his, he dropped a single Kool called Kool Aid. It's yeah. been on repeat. Like he one of the hardest to ever do it, bro. Period. So those, yeah, those two. I got well, Cody and Crazy, probably the hardest of all. Like my favorite of all time. That beat is out of here. I tried remaking it and I couldn't do it, bro. It's too hard. That's crazy. All right, so that's pretty much all the questions that we got, man. We can go ahead and get into the beat reviews now. I know a lot of y'all been yeah, waiting for that, so. That. 